And good afternoon, I'm Al Cresta. Pope Francis uh, was meeting with members of the International Catholic Media Consortium today and uh, reflecting on important themes of communication, truth-telling, and uh, one of our friends from the Archdiocese uh, of Detroit, Edmundo Reyes, is actually there. Uh, because of time lapse, we couldn't get Edmundo with us, but uh, uh, with me right now is our colleague Teresa Tamio, and uh, Teresa, you know very well as the host of Catholic Connection. She's also the author of Listening for God, Discovering the Incredible Ways God Speaks to Us. She has more than 30 years of experience in TV, radio, and newspaper, 19 of those years spent in front of a camera as a reporter or anchor in the Detroit area. Teresa, good to have you here. Thanks. Hey, great to be back, Al. And uh, Edmundo is going to be with us on Tuesday night. Tuesday, yes. Yeah. This is very exciting. We're putting together this this panel to dive into this very topic. So God's timing is always perfect. This yeah. and the Pope's World Communications Day statement, which came out Monday, which you and I discussed, I believe, on yeah. Tuesday, yep. and all these other media issues. And great interview with the Canadian reporter. And I think he's a great example of what this is actually talking about, respecting people, but trying to give accuracy. Yeah. Balance. Yeah. What a concept. Yeah, I know. It it was it used to be taken for granted. Mm-hmm. But I think what's happened is uh, many people see themselves as uh, activists who are pushing an agenda. And activists are notorious for inflating mm-hmm. the importance of their issue and also notorious for... Uh, inflating the people who follow them. Mm -hmm. So uh, this is an important thing for all of us is to try to remember. uh, I can't do, I mean, you may not remember this. uh, It goes back quite a ways before we were working together. But there was a major um, uh, pro-life rally in Washington, D.C. It wasn't the March for Life. It was later in the year. And ABC covered it. And they happened to come across a, uh, a cam- some camera work where they had uh, Jack Wilkie, who was mm-hmm. one of the major pro-life sponsors of it, and uh, James Dobson from Focus on the Family, uh, trying to decide what the number would be that they'd come up with that they could present to the media. <laughs> mm. And they went back and forth, and it was, it was pretty embarrassing because they, the truth is they didn't really know. It was right. huge. I mm-hmm. mean, I... I I think they were they wanted to make sure they gave the right impression, but the truth is they didn't really have the head count. Right. So it, and uh, Peter Jennings kind of took them to task for it, but uh, I mean it even it happens even among very good people. Uh, right. They can exaggerate. Mm-hmm. I think what we're seeing a lot of, too, with the, with a discussion, for example, as the uh, Canadian journalist from the Toronto Sun was saying, is, is when it comes to COVID-19, there is so much um, overreach and there's so much fear. And yeah, unfortunately, as, as Pope Francis is talking about in his meeting today uh, with the Catholic journalists, in terms of, of COVID-19, certain outlets that identify themselves as Catholic are doing the same thing that the secular media are doing. They're engaging in fear porn. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's and it's really getting bad to the point of, I'm looking at some of these stories where there's actually no attribution, no documentation, no yeah. facts. They're making blanket statements saying this, that, or the other thing and presenting it as absolute truth. And yeah. so they're violating pr- practically every basic rule of journalism 101 and then you have people writing to us saying why aren't you reporting this well there's nothing to report we haven't found this to be true if it were true we would take a look at it 
And so it is affecting people in a great way. But I, I thought the uh, the statement from the Pope uh, was beautiful, and he included this beautiful Pope from Pope St. Paul VI and his um, message of, for the World Communications Day back in 1972. Listen to this quote. Yeah, this good. is 1972. Communicators must observe facts carefully, check their accuracy, make a critical evaluation of the sources of their information, and finally pass on their findings. The burden of responsibility is all the greater when, as often happens, the reporter is called upon not only to give the simple facts of a case, but also to explain its implications by providing commentary and the elements needed for a fair assessment. Yeah. Wow. (laughs) This is 1972. Yeah, yeah. You know, this weekend we saw New York Times run a column, uh, was Dorothy Day too left-wing to be a Catholic saint? And then the kicker under the headline was, the Archdiocese of New York has asked the Vatican to consider the social activist for sainthood, but church leaders are not entirely comfortable with her politics. What? Well, <laughs> I know. According I know. to whom? Exactly. First of all, there's no evidence uh, for such a statement. There was nothing in Cardinal Dolan's remarks uh, to indicate that he's anything but an admirer of Dorothy Day. His, her politics don't seem to bother him. He says she's one of our greats, and he was asking Pope Francis to declare her venerable. So Cardinal Dolan's not uh, uh, certainly a high-level church official. He's not uncomfortable with it. And um, secondly, the premise upon which the column is based is false. Saint, mm-hmm. Sainthood isn't about your political opinions. Right, right. It's but see, that goes, to, that goes to the media not understanding how the church operates. Exactly. Which, exactly. Is, which is so badly needed. And one of the things we're going to discuss on Tuesday night in our panel discussion that we're going to be recording. And this happens over and over and over again. And then this gets picked up because the New York Times is a major publication. It yeah. gets picked up by the wire services. It gets reiterated. Then people are coming up all upset saying, why does the church think that you know Dorothy Day is too liberal to be a saint, which is, which is absolutely ridiculous. I mean, yeah. think of all the different monuments and places where she is honored. I think about the beautiful Capuchin Center, right? Or yep. the Solanus Casey Center in yeah. Detroit, where yeah. they have a whole area dedicated to her work. And what a saint for our times, God willing. Think about it. She spoke openly about the fact that she had an abortion and regretted it, and she's considered to be extremely pro-life, and yet she was so connected to those in need. I mean, it's it's she's an incredible witness for us, especially with what's going on in our world today. And she never she never uh, fudged on doctrine. I mean, she she and this was one of her uh, towards the end of her life. One of her problems was that. You know, baby boomers were coming of age and becoming part of the Catholic worker movement, uh, and they were bringing into the movement their own baby boomer, uh, you know, promiscuity and uh, morality. And she was quite distressed by it because to the end of her life, she was opposed contraception. Mm -hmm. She certainly opposed promiscuity because it had wreaked havoc in her own life life. when she was younger. Yeah. But um, no, she one. That's one of the things I love about her is that she remained thoroughly orthodox, but she was also incredibly radical when it came to care for the poor. I'll tell you what's going on with that New York Times story. This is exactly what's happening, because the image of the church is that the church is backward, they're wayward, they oppress women, so certainly they could not actually be considering such a a, a woman who's done so much in the world to help the poor, because she hits all of the, if you think about it, the liberal, and not saying that these are just liberal causes, but what the the liberals think is really important, serving the poor, blah, 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 all the things that she stood for. And so they're thinking, wait a minute. 
and they're honoring, they're going to possibly honor her to the point possibly someday of sainthood. They don't like that because it shows how balanced the church is. So they have to find an angle within there somewhere. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 was, I just don't know. This fellow writing the column, uh, he has really narrow horizons and shouldn't, yeah. be, shouldn't, really shouldn't be. I mean, that's the New York Times, for heaven's sakes. This is well, the New York Times, though, I mean, let's face it, they've, they've, they've lost uh, a lot of credibility over the years, and, and there's been major problems. And even after the, the election of uh, Donald Trump back in 2016, they admitted that they made mistakes and they were going to come back and they were going to look at themselves. Uh-huh. How's that working yeah. for them? Mm-hmm. Not very well. But I, I think getting back to this meeting, though, today— By the way, by the way they used to have a full-time religion reporter. Yeah, no, not anymore. Not very anymore. few do, by the way. Right. Very few major publications right. do. Which is a real problem. That's why that that website, Get Religion, I I think is very good because it it takes a look at how the media do or don't cover um, religion. And usually it's nine times out of ten, it's very poorly. But I think this this emphasis that that the church is giving us and being right on top of things in terms of what Pope Francis is now calling an infodemic is really important for us to consider. And I'm always telling people that, look, people are adults. They can make up their own minds. We're not going to tell you to whom or what to listen. We hope you stay tuned to us. We encourage you to do so, obviously. But you need to be able to discern properly what's coming at you. And if you see articles, and this is what he was talking about in this gathering today with journalists, when you see articles that have literal no attribution, uh, no facts or facts that are not backed up, you know, corroborated, there's a problem there. Mm-hmm. This, this is basic journalism 101. And we are seeing this more and more, unfortunately, uh, in certain, again, so-called Catholic outlets claiming that they have all the information and the Pope is bad and this bishop is bad. Matthew Kelly said that the way we uh, see the world is the way we live our lives. And if we're looking, and you always say we have to look at everything through the lens of the Catholic Church and the, and Scripture, and if we're not looking at the world through that correct right. lens, as you always say, we're going to be very angry. We're going to be uh, very upset. We're going to be very cynical. We are going to be overly critical. And I'm not saying there aren't problems, but so many times people are always saying, well, the church is nothing but bad anymore. We can't trust the church. It's going to heck in a handbasket. They never look at that the, as the, at the glass as half full, right. even when something positive happens. Right. And there's so much division on this issue with the vaccines. And, and what have we been doing? We've been telling people you have a right to make up your own mind on this. Yeah. This is what the church says. You meet with your doctor. Yeah. It is your personal decision. And even when we say that, many people are critical, saying well, we should come out uh, one way or the other, you know, totally against or totally for. Yeah. No, it's I mean, one, one of the things you have to do also is, is to know what you have, um, what you have uh, authority in doing and the point is i don't have any medical authority right you know uh you know and it would it would it would we would be spending uh extraordinary amounts of time trying to sort through all the different charges and counter charges that are being made i saw fox has been carrying on this investigation into whether the uh the virus originated in the Wuhan lab, mm-hmm. or was it a naturally occurring thing? And uh, Brett Baird did a very, actually a very good job, mm-hmm. I thought, on it the other night. But um, you, here we are, two years, two years, and finally a, a major network got around to doing it. Mm-hmm. You know, we're not in a position to do that kind of right. uh, investigation. Exactly. If it takes yeah. them two years to get there with all the resources they have. Uh, just no. That's just we're not. If we tried to, we'd be fooling people. 
Well, our our goal is is evangelization and, right. and education and and help keeping people connected to what's happening in the world. But we don't have uh, investigative units now. We do have great news outlets, for example, such as Catholic News Agency, yep. uh, the Register, EW10 News Nightly, which the has pillar. reporters, the the Pillar, yeah. uh, you know, our Sunday Visitor. There's a lot of really good publications that do have the staff and the time to really do investigative reporting. But I think what we do do really well, among other things, is what the Holy Father is talking about. He says a Christian. I love this quote. A Christian communicator's approach is not one of conflict. It is not one marked by an attitude of superiority. It does not simplify reality so as not to fall into a kind of fetism when it comes Mm -hmm. to science. Science itself is a constant process of advancing toward the solution of problems. And I love this, and this is so true. With so many stories I've covered, Al, now 41 years in the business, and I've always found doing a story (laughs) that things are more complex (laughs) than what we think. Right. 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 Reality is always more complex than what we think, and we must respect the doubts, the concerns, and the questions that people raise, seeking to accompany them with ever dismi- uh, without ever dismissing them, a dialogue with those who have doubts. But yeah. this whole idea of not being con- in terms of conflicting, we don't want to cause more division. It's not that we sugarcoat things, but the idea is not to attack one another, and there is so much of that going on, and unfortunately on some of these quote-unquote Catholic outlets and and some pretty ugly things and i always ask people when i give my my media seminars okay so not to sound like a a dr ray grandy or dr greg popcheck i don't have those credentials but how does it make you feel when you're hanging out on these websites that have nothing but bad news what does that do to your to your your sense of peace are you peaceful are you um you know left with a sense that okay we've got some issues that need to be addressed but at the end of the day you know jesus christ is still lord and the church is still the church and I can tell from emails that I receive what people are listening to which sources mm-hmm. based on based on their attitude. Are they calm? Are they in an attack mode? And so that is the first sign. And this just goes not for some certain outlets in, in the Christian world, but also if you're watching too much news yeah. all the time. Yeah. Because news is, look, this is how they, this is a business model. Fear is a business model for the media. You and I talk about this all the time. Yeah. And especially now with the internet and websites that have, pretty much uh, really, I mean, the, the focus is not only just on what they do on the air, but a lot of it is what they do online because it's a real big money maker for them. That's right. So people need to be aware of this, but I would highly recommend um, going to Catholic News Agency to see their story on this because it's very, very good commentary from the Pope, more good. on the media. So very good. good. Stuff. Well, I'll see you Tuesday night. For okay, panel. see you we'll Tuesday. Have a great time. Teresa, God bless. thanks so much. Have a good weekend. You too. Teresa Tomio. Again, we're going to be uh, meeting with representatives from the Archdiocese of Detroit, the Archdiocese of Arlington, and uh, have a panel discussion on communication, digital communication.